learn about the newest digital pathology trends in science and industry, meet the most interesting people in the niche, and gain insights relevant to your own projects. Here is where pathology meets computer science. You are listening to the Digital Pathology Podcast with your host, Dr. Alexandra Zhurov. Before stepping on the digital pathology path, he was working in the mobile phone industry for 17 years. His engineering and communication technology background was a great match with digital pathology and resulted in the development of a small smart device complementing the classical digital pathology offer of other market players. Today, my guest is Mika Kuisma, the CEO of Grundium. Hi, Mika. How are you? Hi, Alexandra. I'm good. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. Uh, and let's start with uh, telling the listeners about yourself and about Grundium. What's your background, basically, so that they get to know you better? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I, I'm an engineer from the, from the background and uh, I used to work in the mobile phone industry. Uh, namely in uh, Nokia, that was used to be one of the biggest companies in Finland and in the mobile mobile industry in general. Uh, so I was uh, I was doing a lot of technology and uh, product development in the mobile phone space before founding Grundium. And how did you come up with the idea to found to found Grundium? How did you? start your journey with this company? Yeah, so uh, I left Nokia with two of my colleagues, co-founders, Kimmo and Janne, 2015, when we sort of uh, figured that the phones be, phones had become pretty much a commodity and we wanted to do something else. And uh, we, then we established Grundium. Uh, and uh, as our core competencies in uh, developing imaging technology and uh, and products like uh, devices, more more precisely, we uh, we just basically founded the company and then started to look for exciting things to do. And uh, then we ran into some people who introduced us into these uh, problematics and trends in pathology and digital pathology and uh, we got excited started to do some investigation and technology development and then we realized that with our experience and knowledge from the mobile industry we, we can do something different to help help people do their work in this space mm -hmm. so basically you had people to start a company, you knew you wanted to start a company and the idea for digital pathology came after you were already together and looking for something to take care of. Exactly. So it's not probably not a textbook example how to no, a company. Exactly. But, that's interesting. Yeah, but that's how we did because it, it was kind of a unique situation when we had our colleagues from Nokia free to start a company and uh, we just knew that we can do something unique and we just have to find the right way to do it and uh, here we are. Mm -hmm. And that was 2015? Yes. So tell us a little bit more about Grandium. The Grandium now with the digital pathology focus, where are you located and a little bit more or much more about the product you yes. offer. Yes, okay. So uh, Grundium is located in Tampere, Finland, 
Finland is in northern part of Europe and uh, we have actually been nominated the happiest country in the world for like, I don't know, three times in a row. Sometimes I wonder why, but that's... The that, happiest? Yes, happiest country. Yes. <laughs> it's cold there. I would think that happiness doesn't correlate with with cold yeah, I mean, so well, but... Yeah, sometimes I'm just wondering how miserable the others are, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, but here, here we are, and uh, we are around uh, 20 people, and the company is actually developing, manufacturing, and uh, selling these uh, portable scanners. We have uh, the production facility is, is here in Tampere, and we have our uh, development center here. And uh, yeah, we started like I said, we started 2015. It took a while to figure out what we really want to do. We have been uh, all into digital pathology now around uh, three years. We have uh, two, two products. The first one was uh, launched 2019, January 2019, and we now we have just uh, launched the uh, second second model. And the products are digital uh, microscope scanners, uh, mm -hmm. portable, small footprint, but uh, really, really good image quality. That is, the image quality is comparable or even better than uh, the, the, some of the market leaders with the high throughput mm -hmm. scanners. I saw your uh, portable scanner at the conference one. It's really small and portable. Just to give the listeners an idea, it's like, I don't know, it would fit with a th in a thick laptop case. Yeah, it's like uh, less than eight inches to each dimension and it weighs uh, less than eight pounds. So it's mm -hmm. super easy to carry. You can like take it in a case to, uh, to an airplane or, you know, wherever you want, want to take it. And I usually, when I go around, I don't even have a PowerPoint deck or anything for a presentation, but I just have the scanner with me and I set it up and uh, show it how it works with an iPad. And uh, it's so much more powerful than a PowerPoint presentation to show, show how it really works. And uh, it's super easy to set up. It takes just a couple of minutes when you take it out of the case and it's up and running already. Mm -hmm. So you said it took you a little bit to figure out what to do in the digital pathology space. Uh, so when you figured out what to do, what was it exactly? What's your mission? Uh, well, our, our, our mission is to, to make uh, professional uh, <clears throat> diagnosis available for everybody. Yeah, that's really the kind of high-level high mission. And... Uh, we tru truly believe that by uh, developing and uh, delivering the kind of products that we are now, now doing, it helps people all over the world to, uh, to, to get better diagnosis. And, to, mm -hmm. and the, way they, the way it is done is that we make the, first of all, the existing uh, professionals, pathologists, and, and other medical professionals, we enable them to work more efficiently, spending like spending less time in traveling and, and, and so forth. And then the, the kind of the next step then is uh, all these uh, software assisted 
ways of uh, doing things, including artificial intelligence, but so many other things like image management. And uh, we, we, we really think that making this whole workflow digital is going to make everybody's life so much easier. So who are your customers? Who is this um, microscope slash scanner for? You already said different types of medical professionals, but yeah. what are their needs? Why, why are they yeah. um, looking at your product? Why are they considering buying it? Yeah, and why good, do they buy it? Good question. Thank you. So it's like, basically, it's for any, anyone who needs to access their slide in real time, on demand, even remotely. So mm -hmm. that's, and there are so many different needs. So there are like second opinion as an example, when a pathologist wants to, uh, wants to discuss with their colleague about certain case, or if there is a distant hospital somewhere who are doing cancer surgeries and, uh, and, and can do frozen sections, but they don't have on-site pathologists, so that then they can just digitize this slide, and then a, a professional can again look look uh, remotely and do the do the uh, work without traveling to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So, is it uh, safe to say it's on-demand telepathology? Yes. Yes not like you don't have to scan batch of slides you can just do your work as you do it and when you uh, encounter something that you want to consult you then use the uh, mini scanner slash microscope exactly and uh, another way to look at it is that if if you want to go digital you don't need to transfer your slides anywhere so you don't need to mail them to a like bigger institution where they have a high throughput scanner and then scan and wait wait for the result but you can you can do it like quickly when the when you only need to do a you know limited number of slides per day. So it's for remote hospitals, like you mentioned. Do you work with academic centers as well? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, it is being used in the in the education education as well. Okay. So I personally haven't seen such a device on the market i think your device is unique um but who are you competing with who's your competition uh we are we are more like see ourselves like complementing the offering so there mm -hmm. are these uh existing big guys with uh, huge powerful machines and they are for certain applications so there clearly is a need need for those when you have to process like hundreds of thousands or thousands of slides per day, then that's the right solution. But then there's there's like a lot of people who sort of don't need to have that that huge capacity and then they can uh then we then we step in. So we are then helping them to enter to the digital digital world. Mm -hmm. and, okay. and you are right about the product and the technology. So there is really nobody who has anything uh, similar. Mm -hmm. And I like very much that this is uh, complementary because like you say, there is uh, applications for big scanners for plenty of other digital pathology applications and there is a place for yours as well. Yeah. And so there is a certain group of customers that will need that very much. Yeah. 
in contrast to those other solutions. Yeah, that's that's true, and that's the way we've been thinking since the beginning. And uh, and we have not just been thinking, but we have actually uh, implemented a way to access any other system. So we have a really nice API, which means a software mm -hmm. interface that can then be used to send the images to cloud or network drive or wherever needed. And then we are also are supporting uh, supporting image formats, different image formats. And uh, we just keep adding the formats as as uh, soon as the specifications become available. And uh, we, we are really showing that we are serious with that, that and uh, just want to be want to be compatible and uh, we basically we want to offer the uh, users, the customers, the opportunity to choose a solution that fits better, best for their purpose. Mm -hmm. So an institution could use both a high, put, uh, high throughput scanner and your scanner for different parts of the workflow for different applications. Yes, that's our target, definitely. And they would then be able to use the same image management system that they use. Yeah. LIS or whatever other software they're using in their institution. Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. That's that's great. <laughs> so you said it took you some time to figure out that it's going to be digital pathology. Why uh, did you go into digital pathology? What caused this decision? Because the technology yeah. coming from Nokia, you could have taken up any challenge. Yeah, that's true. But you know, we are not young boys anymore. So we wanted to do something meaningful, something that really has has an impact and a positive impact to the well-being of the people on this planet. So that was really, that was one of the key drivers. And uh, of course, as it was like a completely new space, I didn't know anything about pathology when we started. And it's always exciting to start learning new things and uh, meeting new people and it, it just you know it, it was just so exciting from the beginning that mm -hmm. but why pathology i mean there's plenty of applications also within medical imaging that are equally relevant mm -hmm. radiology is like 25 years ahead of pathology what was the trigger to go into pathology? Was it a person? Was it an event? Like, what's the story behind going into pathology? Uh, yeah, I think... What, if there is one. Yeah, well, I, I think it was kind of a... It was when we, when we realized that what we, what we know and uh, what we have learned in the mobile space, how well that then fits to to the bits uh, in solving the problems that there apparently were in the digital pathology. So the, we, we, we realized that these equipment are insanely expensive and uh, they are based on certain technology and uh, the imaging technology in the, in the uh, existing uh, products, they were pretty much basic off-the-shelf stuff that was not optimized to the to microscopy at, at all, uh, mm -hmm. uh, so it sort of it sort of cl just just clicked the technology technology that we uh, knew and then the uh, problem that was to be fixed. Which was the first institution or the first pathologists you worked with? Oh. 
yeah so we figure out the needs and yeah and, so and we yeah we started already uh from the beginning of the development we started talking to uh lots of lots of people in the space and uh uh and we are really grateful that everybody was willing to willing to discuss with us and uh, help us and uh, give guidelines what to do and what not to do. So we spoke to Dr. Pantanovic, uh, we spoke to Dr. Yagi and uh, all these superstars that you meet in the conference. The, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. the and, superstars of digital pathology in the yeah, exactly. And uh, then we spoke to a lot of lot of local people here in in Finland. And then we also went to the uh, conferences already when we have the first prototypes. We didn't even have the uh, have the commercial version of the product ready when we went to the first conferences just to show show the product to as many people as possible and get feedback, feedback. Mm -hmm. i think maybe that was the uh, prototype i saw that was two years ago can that be yeah it can be it can be mm -hmm. okay so the this idea of having such a small device is innovative in itself but what is innovation for your company where do you look for inspiration, how to innovate and how do you do it? Uh, yes, so uh, we look for, obviously look for problems that have not been solved yet. So we are like not trying to do something that somebody has done or, already. So that wouldn't of course be innovation, but uh, we look for innovations in the, especially that require uh, innovation in the imaging space and uh, our team is comprised of uh, engineers from various disciplines so we can do like full stack software we can do uh, hardware design we can do optical design and we are actually doing that all by ourselves and always when we have a problem or we have an opportunity we gather the different disciplines together and uh, start solving it together so that our solutions typically are a combination of hardware, optics, software algorithms and uh, something else. And you mentioned that you do incorporate artificial intelligence into the product, into the, the little microscope. How uh, do you do it and what does this artificial intelligence application do in your case? Uh, okay, so there are basically, yeah, we do have some, some algorithms that are developed with artificial intelligence that are included in the scanner. We don't have mm -hmm. too much of that stuff yet. But what, what we do is that we are working together with like, uh, big part of the artificial intelligence companies in, in who are doing digital pathology. So we have a, we have real projects going on and we have our interface to their systems and uh, we are basically providing the images directly to their clouds to be, to be processed. Uh, mm -hmm. But our, our aim is to, uh, in the future, we will be, uh, well, what we want to do is that we want to make these scanners even more intelligent than they are today. Then how, how do you do it? That's kind of a different story. Do you want to put the algorithms in the scanner or do you 
make them run really seamlessly outside the scanner. And I don't think that's so relevant, but the, but the important thing is that we are integrating the scanner and the AI solutions one way or another really tightly and making kind of a seamless experience to the users where they basically need to just click a button and next thing they know is that they have the uh, results in a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. So we are talking about, uh, for example, decision support for diagnostic type of algorithms. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that is um, AI based, but more on the technology side of this uh, device? In the device we are doing, as an example, we have this automated uh, specimen recognition. So when mm -hmm. you start the scanning process, you put the, you insert the slide and uh, you start to scan it first. It takes the overview image of the entire slide. And there we have a, have an algorithm that uh, selects the, just the specimen to avo avoid scanning, uh, scanning empty areas on the slide. And that is mm -hmm. developed okay. now with the artificial intelligence. And this is within the device that's already, within. so it doesn't that, go yes. over the white space. True, mm -hmm. that's within. Understand. Yes. One question. Well, a couple of more questions, but one that is particularly important to me because I'm a pathologist. Do you currently have pathologists on staff in your company? No. And if you don't, how do you work with pathologists for the product development? Yes. So, uh, well, there are different different things that we are doing but we we've been since the beginning as soon as we had the first prototypes available we have been running our pilots with the pathologists in the in the universities in the med schools even in the in the hospitals so that's probably the best way to get feedback and to test, mm -hmm. test the scanner is to give it out to the people to to use mm -hmm. uh, then we are, of course, when we meet people, we are always trying to interview them and uh, trying to find out what their daily problems are so that we get the ideas what what might be good idea to, you know, value adding idea to do, to, to do next. So basically giving it for pilots, uh, checking where the gaps in the technology are, checking where the gaps in the workflow are and addressing them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Great. So is there anything uh, that you wish you had known before you had started that would uh, save you from some failures or too many of trial and errors? Something that yeah. <laughs> I wish I knew that at the beginning. <laughs> you know, like I said before, I knew nothing about the pathology when we started. So it's been like a daily learning journey, journey all, all the way. So I mean, Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it's like better or worse than I didn't know where we are mm -hmm. heading in the beginning. So uh, I think there is a big of a big advantage of not having any bias. Yeah. Because then you and also you said your your team is very multidisciplinary. Yes. So I think then you approach it from a a little bit of a different angle than your own problems that you already had while working in pathology. Yeah. Um, so I think there is a great advantage to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is there anything I have not asked yet that you would like to tell the listeners? 
or you think we covered it extensively or any story uh, that you want to let them know about or your next plans or next releases i know many of the conferences were cancelled right yeah now that's that's one of the it, things but... i'm yeah that's one of the things i'm really missing because i just before this virus thing broke out i had a chance to visit uh, the us cap meeting in los angeles and, and meet meet a lot of people and uh and, and so that's what I really miss miss now. So it would be so cool to go out out again. Do you have already something planned? Do you know that at this particular meeting you're going to be there for sure the next time? Well, I well anything that is arranged, we we will be there. So mm-hmm. I I really the ECP as an example was postponed to December. So if that happens, we will be there. Uh, okay. That's probably mm-hmm. then the the first one I. Personally, I don't believe anything, anything uh, other than online events will be uh, arranged before that. I hope. Yeah, I hope, but, uh, it may be the case that only by the end of the of the year yeah. we're gonna be having um, the next conferences. Yeah, but like uh, we are just now starting the production for the, for our new model, the so-called 4DX version of the portable scan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm really excited about, and uh, seems that there's a even bigger need for for this one. So the uh, the reception has been really positive, and uh, we will start shipping. Like I think, in the current situation, telepathology is actually booming. There have been regulations uh, by the FDA and by. Um, CLIA that are loosening a little bit the remote sign up, losing the requirements uh, necessary for the equipment for this particular time. Um, We're going to see if it's going to continue after that. But for now, uh, there is definitely a big case for telepathology to continue providing care. Yes, I hope so. I hope so too, really. And I, I also believe that now I'm assuming that many people who have not previously tried digital tools in pathology they have now done that and they realize how powerful those tools are and how much help they can get from those so i that hopefully also accelerates the penetration okay thank you so much mika for this interview um, have a great day thank and you. good luck with all the projects with the new model thank you alexandra thanks for having me you're welcome thanks. take good care of yourself Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. For more great digital pathology resources, visit the Digital Pathology Consulting website and subscribe to our newsletter on digitalpathologyconsulting.com. After subscribing, you will get access to the free annotation guidelines, which will help you annotate slides consistently in all your digital pathology projects. Talk to you in the next episode.